Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. You know, we've all heard those jokes about taking our stuff with us to heaven. And, of course, the answer is no, but in a certain sense, is it really? We cannot contribute in any way to our salvation. God has done it all. But we can contribute to what he is waiting for us when we leave this world for the world to come. And if that seems to fly in the face of your theological understanding, well, stay tuned. Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno will explain. This is an outreach called Study Verse by Verse, a daily visit from Pastor Leighton, and I'll talk more about Church of the Highlands at the end of the broadcast. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday. And Jesus said if we do things God's way, we will be rewarded. He said that multiple times. The final sentence in the portion of Scripture that immediately precedes verse 19 is, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. All right? Jesus has been talking about rewards. And it's a perfect segue into the subject of laying up treasure in heaven. Because the only way we can lay up treasure in heaven is by doing what God rewards I need to say that again so it's very, very clear. The only way we can lay up treasure in heaven is by doing what God rewards. You might say, well, I, let me try something else. You know, if you go to your banker and you say, listen, I want to I wire some of my wealth to my account in heaven, you're not likely to receive a very warm reception. The only way we can lay up treasure in heaven is by doing what God rewards. Jesus said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad... Your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money, or maimon, as translated by the King James Version. After this point in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is primarily focused on our vertical relationship with God, but here he turns our attentions to the horizontal dimensions of how we interact with the people and the things around us. So how should we live our lives on this horizontal level? How should we regard material things like food and clothing and money? And, and how should we think about our future in terms of possessions and, and so forth? And how should we relate to people who are different from us and don't act as we think that they should? And What do these matters have to do with the fact that we belong to God and should be learning to trust Him? Well, this is what Jesus addresses beginning in verse 
19. He talks about our wealth, our worry, judging others, our constant need for prayer. And then the section ends with one of probably the most best-known sayings of the Sermon on the Mount, the Golden Rule. And should the Lord tarry, we want to address these topics in the weeks to come. But today we're going to focus on this matter of treasure. Jesus knew that his disciples would encounter in everyday circumstances things that would have the potential of distracting them from undivided loyalty to the kingdom. And the first one that he addresses here is wealth. There are many examples in Scripture of people who ruined their lives because they were preoccupied with wealth. Like Achan, who lost his life and the life of his family. Others died in the battle at Ai because he got covetous over some garment that he saw and a little silver and a little gold. Solomon allowed his love for money and women to ruin his personal, his spiritual life. And Ananias and Sapphira lied about what they were giving to the church, lied to the Holy Spirit. And Paul writes about Demas, one of the leaders of the church who walked away because he loved this present world. Paul wrote to Timothy, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Do you notice it's not the money itself that's the problem? The Bible doesn't teach that money is evil, but money should always be a servant and never the master. And that's what Jesus is concerned about here in beginning in verse 19. He's not speaking against possessions, but only a ruinous preoccupation with them. And so he gives some reasons, four reasons why we should store up treasure in heaven instead of earth. Material things don't last. The second reason is that focusing on material things binds our attentions and our affections to this world, which is passing away. The third thing is that focusing on material things clouds our vision. And the fourth thing is that no one can serve material things and God. Materialism enslaves the heart, the mind, and the will. And when we're enslaved to materialism, we're not free to serve God. Look at what Jesus said. Verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. You notice Jesus said, lay up for yourselves That implies that this is something we can do, we can accomplish with our own efforts. We cannot contribute in any way to our salvation. God has done it all. But we can contribute to what is waiting for us when we leave this world for the world to come. Nowhere does Jesus magnify poverty. God made all things, and he made all things good, Genesis chapter 1. He knows that we need certain things in order to live, Matthew chapter 6. He's given us all things richly to enjoy, 1 Timothy 6. It's not wrong to possess things. It's wrong for things to possess us. And so Jesus warns against the sin of living for the things of this world. This is a really important message for us, particularly us as American Christians, because we have been... Uh, the, the, the foundations of our nation are Christian foundations. And because of those foundations, we have enjoyed a level of prosperity and peace that no peoples in the history of the world has ever enjoyed. And yet, we oftentimes just take it for granted. 
I was at a men's conference, and the speaker asked the question to the men. He said, did you guys have an opportunity to take a warm shower this morning? He said, do you know you're in the top? And I forget what he said. I think it was 2% or something like that. The top of the top of the people in this world. Two-thirds of the people in this world don't even have proper sanitation. We are blessed beyond blessed beyond blessed. And we have a tendency to hoard. That's why our garages are filled and we hire storage cabinets. But all the stuff that we hoard is subject to the destructive effects of this fallen world. Things like moths destroy the garments and and rust, and the word rust is a broader term. It's not just talking about the rust that happens to metal. It's talking about corrosion of, of various kinds. And, and, and some people invest their entire lives in storing up stuff. And what Jesus is pointing out is how short-sighted this is. Because eventually, unintentionally, through rust and corruption, or intentionally through theft, we're going to lose it. And if it isn't taken from us, we will be taken from it when we die. So how does a person lay up treasures in heaven? Laying up treasures in heaven is accomplished through acts of obedience to God. The rewards that come from acts of obedience to God are laid up in heaven and are not susceptible to decay, destruction, or theft. Nothing can affect them or change them. They are eternal. If you want to invest in something you cannot lose, invest in heaven. Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's interesting, he didn't say where your heart is, your treasure will be. He said where your treasure is, your heart will be. Our heart follows our treasure. Our heart refers to the mind, emotions, and will. What we treasure is what controls us and leads us, whether we admit it or not. And treasure isn't necessarily measured in wealth and possessions and things like that. It can be other things as well. Whatever occupies our thoughts and our time, that's what we treasure. And if we set our hearts and minds on things of this world, then we're going to have little interest in the world to come. But if we're storing up our treasure in heaven, our attention is going to be directed towards heaven. We're going to think a lot about heaven. You know, every believer can do a simple self-examination that reveals our spiritual condition. What we do is audit and evaluate how we invest our time, talent, and treasure. Pull out our calendar, and we look at that. We pull out our checkbook. If we still have that, we look at that. Are we investing our talent in ministry of the church that God's called us to do? Verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So here Jesus is describing the spiritual vision that his disciples should have to clearly see what God wants us to do and to see this world from his point of view. He's using the eye in a metaphorical sense. The eye is the source of light to the body. The eye is regarded as the window of the soul. And the state of a window determines the amount of light that is going to come in. If the window is clean and undistorted, then the light's going to come flooding in. But if the window is colored or distorted or dirty, then the light is going to be hindered. And an eye that's not functioning properly doesn't allow 
the person to receive the benefits of the light. And light is important because light brings clarity in discerning good from bad. If we lack light, we lack discernment. If we lack discernment, we can be doing things that are displeasing to God and not even be alert to it. Let me ask you a question. Do you see spiritual things clearly? Or is your vision of God and His will for your life clouded by an unhealthy preoccupation with things? Hmm, powerful question. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse, and he'll continue along these lines in the Sermon on the Mount on the next broadcast. Uh, Let me pull the curtain back just a little bit on our production here. From each message that he shares with the congregation on a Sunday, we get about three broadcasts. And if you'd like to listen to the message in its entirety without any interruption from, well, me, (laughs) then just go to the website highlands.us and click on the messages link. That's highlands.us. We're also a nonprofit outreach and depend upon your prayers and your financial support. Join us tomorrow if you can, as we will continue with more from Pastor Leighton Sheely as he opens the Word of God and we study verse by verse.